business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. What a difference it is this week to last week. Last week we spoke, South Africa was in the grips of a terrible, terrible crisis, both locally and the way it was viewed internationally. The mood was somber. People were really concerned. And yet, typical South African, the mood changed, the scenario changed, and everybody just got together. And today we're talking about a totally different Mood, a totally different environment, a totally different milieu to where we were last week. Last week, as I'm sure you remember, Tsepa Matsepa, who's managing director of Reputation First, was meant to join us and we had a technical issue, so that never happened. But in a way, I'm quite excited because we're now talking about a different reputation to what we had last week. So Tsepa, welcome to High FM. Uh, good afternoon or good day, Avi. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, well, absolute pleasure to have you. Um, just let everybody know we worked together for many years at different companies, and it's really great to have you on my show, um, just to watch your career as it's grown and has developed to uh, being the brand manager or the, or the marketing directors of many, many leading names of South Africa, that names we grew up with, names that are household names there that are leading brands today, you were at the helm of many and many of those companies, and now you are the MD of Reputation First. Before we maybe get into South Africa, Inc., take us back a little bit. You always worked in corporate. You woke up in the morning. You knew that you were going to just be at that grindstone for I don't know how many hours every day, but at the end of the month, there would be a salary arriving in your bank account. It's very different after all those years to go out on your own and take that legacy with you and Say to the market, trust me, I've started my own company. Talk us through that process that you went through. Yeah, so after uh, 16, 17 years in uh, financial services, um, I, 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 I left uh, Liberty in 2016, at the end of 2016. And um, the shift was to, and I've always thought, you know, one can earn the same amount of uh, income uh, as a, 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 an entrepreneur working in a, inside a corporate, uh, but also working independently. So I've always had, um, set up new uh, divisions or businesses or initiatives in corporates. I've not been a typical employee, and that's why we could work until midnight and sometimes uh, in the early hours of the morning until midnight um, and because we took interest in the in the businesses. And the shift has been... Um, uh, uh, difficult, um, um, but, but also rewarding, uh, difficult in the sense that you now have to convince, uh, people that, uh, to invest in you, uh, purely based on your experience, um, and purely based on potential that you show them, because it doesn't necessarily mean that because you are successful in a corporate, you'll be successful, uh, as an entrepreneur. In fact, a lot of people from corporate really get it really, really wrong. Um, but, um, it's always been a passion of mine and I've been reading up on it. I've been watching. Uh, people at companies uh, such as, and I can, if I can talk about brands in, in financial sure. services, a company like Momentum Metropolitan, and at Momentum, uh, the culture of entrepreneurship was really, really the, the cusp of what we do every day. And so um, the expectation um, 
and it was naturally for one to move uh, gradually towards entrepreneurship. We were not there where merely for salaries. Um, the, the, the tracking of what we do was actually quite uh, regular and, and rigorous. And the expectation was return on investment all the time. And for a marketer, it's been a fascinating journey. Fantastic. Tepo, just quickly talk us about reputation first. When you started, I see that you've got Lissedi Lebojo, who's the head of your digital, and Sully Moeng, who's brand reputation associate. You were starting this company. Who did you choose who to get into bed with? Yeah, so <laughs> um, I'm in reputation management and, and, and brand um, and public relations and corporate communication. We can only sell, and as I think generally in consulting, we can only sell the skills that we have, so the capabilities. So what you sell, um, you, the promise you make to the client is, is on the basis of the capabilities that you have in the team, meaning the skills. So I, I went to look for people who have a passion for entrepreneurship, but also people who have solid networks with um, businesses in South Africa, but very, very good networks in um, the media landscape. And I was very interested in uh, people like Solim Wing because he has... Um, a local and international um, um, experience, having been South Africa's country representative to the U.S., to Canada, and to France. Um, he, he spent a lot of time in, in in Paris when he was working for SA Tourism. So I was interested in that skill. But also, he, he's you know I always believe in the philosophy that we need to learn from those who came before us. And he is not a young person. Uh, well, not as young as he used to be. And uh, <laughs> and so the insights and experiences that he comes with from around the continent, from around Africa, from South Africa are quite immeasurable. But he has also been, he had also been practicing as an entrepreneur at the time for about 10 years. And so it was a, a great uh, affinity. Um, and then we, we, we also look for younger people. If you look at the guy like Lisey Liwoko, um, uh, who understand the world of digital because digital has uh, almost become everything. And so, um, and, and we blend, um, the nice thing about him is that he's actually a management consultant. Um, so he can do, um, pull off any transformation project. And I mean, technology transformation, business transformation, business re-engineering. He can really, really make things happen for customers practically. And so I was looking for people who understand that we have to run a business, that we're not going to build big offices and keep them in a big office, that we are in fact going to uh, run a remote entrepreneurship program and and when COVID-19 hit us uh, for us it became in, in, in the world of crisis communication it became a massive opportunity uh, because all of a sudden the business spiked the demand for communication was much higher companies are trying to figure out how to speak to their employees but also how to speak to investors how to reassure investors how to speak to customers uh, and how to stay in touch with customers without being in an office so it's been a great journey uh, I, I must be honest Tepo, I can see myself getting into trouble here because we could talk for the next hour and there's just so much I want to ask you. You know, I've got like, let, let me get a, one thing off my chest. Um, in South Africa as a company, we went through hell. There's no other way to put it with um, a certain political party going overseas, getting brand management companies to come in and they've created words and slogans that we've never heard before. All of a sudden they came into the South African landscape and they crippled us. All of a sudden you're facing a term you've never heard of. You didn't know how to deal with it. You didn't know really what it meant, but it wasn't positive. Um, how does a marketing agency or a brand reputation company have the ability to sit down and create something 
They can either be so positive or so negative. You know, I, I think what I'm asking you is, does the reputation company take responsibility ultimately for the fallout, either positive or negative, of the campaign that they run? Uh, absolutely. So if you think about uh, Brian, uh, Bell Potinger and what they did in, in South Africa, uh, they, they were part of uh, a, 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 the, the Public Relations Institute uh, in the UK. Um, and in South Africa, uh, as reputation management companies, we are part of the Public Relations Institute of Southern Africa. And in that uh, institute, there's a code of code, code of code of uh, ethics. And um, quite often, uh, if as a if as a brand you sort of and, and as an agency you mislead uh, and you do negative things, the consequences are likely to be directly um, uh, in the form of your license uh, being repudiated. So you cannot uh, longer operate. And often the public relations associations worldwide they actually uh, publish. Uh, the names of agencies that uh, do uh, negative brand and communication work uh, for the public to see. So you almost get a, a sort of being banned from operating. Tepo, thank you. That was something that's really been on my mind for a while. Thank you for being so clear about that. We need to uh, take a quick ad break. Let's run to the shops quickly. And when we come back, I want to speak about South Africa personally. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 21 minutes past 12. And on the line with me, it's Seppo Matsepo, who is the Managing Director of Reputation First. Seppo, let's come back to you and let's get into the meat of the issue. As we spoke last week, the country was burning. And not a term I like to use, and we don't use it lightly, but it just really looked horrific. Today, the country is stable. It's rebuilding almost a case that from the ashes, look what's coming out. But behind the scenes, many, many people are suffering. Many companies have gone and they will never reappear. People are hungry for whatever reason, there just isn't food. How does the shift move from representing a terrible situation last week to a positive situation this week? If I had approached you now and said, Seppo, please, we need to present South Africa to the world. How does one do it without being either dishonest or dismissive about what happened? There are two important words that you've just used. Uh, 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 say it with uh, honesty and say it with integrity. Um, that, that is what counts. Investors won't be looking for us to spin the situation around. Instead, we need to talk about the reality that we are faced with a pandemic called corruption. And that pandemic has, has been long coming. It's been 10 years, but it's been there before, 10 years before. In fact, the corruption in South Africa has been there before Jacob Zuma as president. When President Tabombeki was the president of the country, there was an issue with the arms deal. And Zuma was the deputy, and that's the same case that's still uh, running in the course today. And so we have a pandemic like that, and we need to accept it and then demonstrate to the world that through platforms such as the Zondo Commission of Inquiry and through our, our courts who demonstrate, the Constitutional Court last week or about two weeks ago demonstrated that um, the, ultimately the law and everyone, irrespective of who they are, is equal in in, in front of the law. Whether politically you, you agree with uh, the constitutional court or not, um, legally and in terms of our constitution, they did uh, the right thing. 
now in terms of the contempt of court against President Zuma. Now, if you are going to go around the world talking to investors, we've, we've got to uh, present the, represent, again, the opportunities that we have um, in infrastructure because the infrastructure, so much infrastructure has been damaged. So there's opportunities for companies that are based in Africa, but companies that are based in Europe, Asia, and the Americas to come and invest in South Africa in helping us to rebuild the infrastructure, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, and then the, the, the second opportunity is to present the energy crisis that we face, you and I face, um, almost every month, if not every week, in terms of electricity and ESCOM. And that's a huge opportunity for experts around the world. Um, and we're not saying that South African engineers and South African uh, uh, energy experts are not good enough, but we don't necessarily have the capacity to create a sustainable energy platform. And so that's what I would be selling um, to to the world. And then there's the, the the soft stuff about South Africa that's that's fascinating. The fact that you know, despite all these challenges, we have a very competent um, sporting fraternity. If you look at the Springboks and their capabilities, if you look at our cricket team, at least uh, for a period of time, we have very, very, uh, very, very capable environment. We also export some of the best talent from this country. If you look at Al Ahly in Egypt, that have just won the CAF Championship under the leadership of Pizzo Musimani. And Pizzo competed with Kaiser Chiefs at that final a South African team. You can see that we are a country that is capable. And to South Africans around the world, I would say there are difficulties. And sometimes some of the difficulties are embarrassing and painful. But let us come back and reinvest in the country, um, uh, particularly in the township economy so that we can help create sustainable jobs because people who are, have jobs and people who have had a good education, um, uh, who have reasonable income, are unlikely to do the things that we saw um, in the last week. But, but importantly, we need to educate our nation also about healthy politics, that we can argue uh, politically, we can hold different views politically, but doesn't have to mean that we have to burn attire and that we have to obstruct somebody's traffic or take the law into our own hands. So Bob's listening to you, you went down the sports road and I thought this guy's going to crash and burn at the soccer stage. And you so deftly and so professionally brought out the positive side of South African soccer, which we know has been languishing for many, many years for whatever reason. But what you did is you showed the talent within the country the sportability with competition within the different individuals, and you showed it as a positive outcome. And again, <clears throat> no spin, no nonsense, no dishonesty, but simply showed me as a South African, hold on, there is the leadership, there is the ability. Yes, we're languishing, but we can get there. So for, unfortunately, we, we're up against the clock. We've got about uh, seven, eight minutes left. I might keep you just a little bit longer. If I asked you to look into your crystal ball, South Africa sits on a knife edge. Um, I know that there's been a lot of criticism coming out of the country to expats who turned around and said, thank God we're out of here. We're so lucky we've left. You should leave. Um, and I must say, I, 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 you know, it's very, I've got, I, I'm in a very difficult position is that I'm actually talking to you from Israel. And uh, that's where we're broadcasting from right now. So I haven't been in South Africa since December. Um, and uh, the way it's looking now, I won't be back for a while. 
but there's that criticism. And on the other hand, you look at what's happened, the colleagues I speak to, the staff that I speak to, everybody went into this weekend so positive. I'm going to go here. I'm going to volunteer here. And when I spoke to one of my colleagues this morning, she said to me, she cleaned up in an area that she's never been to in her life. She went from Kempton Park into the local township. She said it was just the most unbelievable atmosphere cleaning up. From a marketing point of view, surely that subliminally or subtly boosts the reputation of a country far more than any campaign ever could. Yes, so they say... Something about the, the years of South Africa, the spirit of South Africans, uh, just around the collectivism, the fact that we can do things together. And we've seen it in the past on, on, on many occasions. Um, but, but it's also, from a marketing perspective, a huge, it sends a good message uh, internationally, um, but it, it still doesn't change the fact that this could have been avoided. But, it's, but, but the opportunity is for corporates and for government to in to now invest heavily in genuine social upliftment programs, and one of those programs, if you look at the guys who clean um, our streets every day, the guys who push a little unbranded trolley um, with a, a recycling material, um, South Africa should be looking out for those kind of opportunities. Corporates should be looking out for those kind of opportunities to brand um, and 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 give those guys an instrument to operate so that um, we, we see meaningful change, but also we see real, a real and genuine uh, economic empowerment opportunity, not just broad-based black economic empowerment, but in fact, a, a genuine empowerment opportunity where you go to a guy on the street who actually cleans the streets every day anyway because he's looking for recycling material, and you provide them with the tools to do their jobs better. You provide them with the, the the lane so that they can push this trolley safely because sometimes they obstruct uh, traffic and put their lives at risk. So, for me, this is a huge opportunity for for brands um, to do genuine partnerships with society, but it's also a significant opportunity for government, not just politicians, but for the state itself to be seen to be doing the right things, not just the speeches. And the spirit I've seen in the last weekend and the past couple of days, uh, you can see ministers, uh, some of them are being opportunistic, but some of them are actually doing a genuine work uh, with their own hands, assisting the community without worrying about cameras and and the media uh, attention. And that's the power that we're seeing here. We are sending to the world a world of humility, but also we're demonstrating that as a country, we are able to turn a crisis into opportunity and do so fairly quickly. In the past, before I stopped, there, there used to be a narrative that South Africa could easily be like Zimbabwe. But the spirit that you see around South Africans, black, white, and Indians, is that we can actually turn things around fairly quickly and that we actually love this country and we love the world. So we want people to come back. We want you to come back. But before I let you go, tell me briefly, how do people get hold of you? How do they engage with you? And, and how do people make use of your services? So we are available on reputationfest.co.za, which is um, um, written with words or with the words and a number. First one is t.co.za. And uh, my name is Tsepo Matsiba. If you, even if you misspell my name on Google, you are likely to find me. 
and and that's what we do for a living. We do a quick needs analysis for an individual, um, especially about their online reputation, and we make recommendations about how you you can delete uh, and make the the negative stuff disappear and bring about more positive stuff. And for big trends, we do a deep needs analysis to make strong recommendations about how to take your business forward. Thank you so Just much. Just before I let you go, and the studio is telling me I must let you go, a lot of people are asking, do you deal with smaller um, smaller business or only with big corporate? No, so actually half of our business is from SMEs, uh, small businesses that are owned by individuals or a group of, of about 10 individuals. So we support every business. Fantastic. Everybody, if you want to get hold of Sepo, please just email me and I will put you in touch or go directly to the website. It's a great website, great picture of yourself over there. Sepo, it's been wonderful to speak to you. I always think of you fondly dancing under the stars in Namibia. We had uh, many great trips together and um, I look forward to chatting you in the future. Thank you so much. I'd be really, really great to speak to you and your listeners.